Hello and welcome to this episode of Critics on a Bus, the podcast where two best friends review the latest films and talk film theory. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Critics on the Bus. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing wonderfully. How are you today, Cameron? I am doing wonderfully as well. And today we are doing another and probably the biggest ranking episode we've ever done of all the Marvel films. Yes, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you are unaware of what this is, or if you have not seen at least one of the films in the MCU, then you probably live under a rock <laughs> and probably don't have access to this podcast. But if you are a normal human being in civilization, you will be aware that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a series of, at the moment, 23 films that span from 2008 to 2019 and cover a number of different uh, fan favorite comic book characters from marvel comics the films themselves have grossed 20 over 22 billion dollars between them uh which is an obscene amount of money and Yeah. And as many of you all know, one of what the kind of culminating film, Avengers Endgame, topped Avatar as the highest grossing film of all time. We are going to take all 23 of those films and rank them. Do you want Mm -hmm. to talk a little bit about how this is going to go down? Yeah, so... There's obviously a, a lot of films to talk about, um, so this might be a bit of a longer episode. But what we're going to do is we we've we've ranked them ourselves. We do not know each other's lists, um, so any surprise you hear is genuine. Um, and we've had an individual indicator. Um, check our lists. Um, and so what we're going to do is we'll break it down into five so blocks of five. So we're going to give our lists of um, the bottom five, starting from number twenty-three to nineteen. Uh, and so on and so forth until we get to our last three films and then we're going to re- then we're going to reveal our top three marvel films of all time and uh we might um lose some friendships along the way <laughs> but as this podcast has shown we can uh persevere through differences of subjective <laughs> taste even when they are extremely shocking uh so let's start with general predictions what do you reckon my list is going to look like, generally speaking? Okay, so I I still don't think that you've gotten out of the habit of putting your own personal <laughs> over. <laughs> I tried so hard <laughs> with this one. I tried. <laughs> and so like, I can see films that you think like, oh, this is really really like edgy or very diverse will be really high. So things like Winter Soldier and like Black Panther and that being really really high on your list because you think it is like the most like appealing of the films to critics and things and i can see you putting things like ant-man and stuff like that really far down because it's they they kind of almost the throwaway films because i don't think you quite marred the the Ooh. personal tastes over critics tastes <laughs> shots fired. I, I i feel shots like fired. i feel like your list will be very what people expect a bit more Ooh, okay Okay. Might be too, but I, I feel like yours will be very standard. Fair enough. Well, uh, you do know me. We'll see how well you know me or how uh, how uh, good your predictions are, how accurate they are. As for your list, I think that you will continue to not care about the critics at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that you will think about your own experience with these films and you know how you felt coming out of the cinema after each one and all of that in terms of actual specific films i i really really don't know for the vast bulk but i'm certain about two or three three of them Mm. i'm certain that thor the dark world is going to be if not last the penultimate (laughs) film on your list and i am certain that infinity war will be if not the top then second i'm also pretty confident that spider-man far from home uh which might surprise listeners will make it i i reckon at least into the top five but i could be wrong uh so but other than that i re- it is really a free-for-all i i really i 
as we know from past experience, when it comes to actually specifically trying to predict what you're going to do, I'm not as good of a friend as I thought. So uh... okay. I want to say as well, this is really hard to do. Yes. As a, as a huge Marvel person, it's very hard to do. And so I wrote a list down. It may change throughout. It's an important I, disclaimer. I'm, I'm still undecided about my list. Yeah. So as I go through it, I might think of things that might change it. Um, but once I've said it, I've locked it in. Shall we predict each other's top three? Uh, go on then. Go on then. Let's do that. Uh, but yes, I think just if I can just mm-hmm. really, really emphasize that point. It was a very difficult list to construct. And depending on the day, depending on my mood, depending on whether it's morning or evening, depending you know, on a whole number of factors, what I've seen recently, the list very well could shift. But But this was the one that I settled on before the podcast. And I think it's roughly right. So... Go on then, what do you reckon my top three will be? I feel like... Oh, it's so difficult. I think <laughs> potentially, like, Endgame might be number one. I think you might put... I Honestly, I think you might put, like, Winter Soldier second. Okay. It's really difficult to know what you'd consider third. I Maybe Infinity War third? Okay, right. That's very interesting. Okay. I, I uh... Honestly, this is really tough. I really yeah. don't know what to put. Personally, I I reckon that your top three will be Infinity War top, I reckon, maybe Endgame second, and then third, I I have no idea. (laughs) Maybe maybe Far From Home. I don't know if you'd go there. Maybe. Um, Maybe Ragnarok. Yeah. Let's start from the bottom. I'll give I'll just I'll just run through my bottom five and we can okay. see what we think. So number twenty-three, I have the Incredible Hulk. Okay. Uh number twenty-two, I have Thor the Dark World. Uh, nailed it. <laughs> nailed it, there you go. You got one prediction right. Yes. Um number twenty-one, I have Thor. Number twenty, I have Captain America the First Avenger. I, I would have guessed that. And nineteen, I have Iron Man three. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Okay, so for for my for my bottom five, I have not seen the Incredible Hulk, uh, so that's going to account as one of them is just unseen anomaly. I get the feeling it would be pretty low down, but anyway, yeah, put it as twenty three if you want. Yeah. Okay, twenty two for me was also Thor: The Dark World. Nice. Yep. Twenty one for me was Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, okay. Twenty for me was Iron Man three. So we're similar on that one. Yeah. Uh, and 19 was Captain Marvel. I, things will definitely get more interesting as they go up. But do you want to give a bit of the rationale for why you put what you put so low? I mean, the Hulk is even is barely considered an MCU film. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's only considered an MCU film because Robert Downey Jr. is in the after credit scene talking about the Avengers initiative. That's it. That's the That's only the reason. It came out after Iron Man and then Robert Downey Jr. is in the end, very end. That's the only reason it's considered MCU. So that's where it is. Thor 2, well, it's shocking, frankly. <laughs> and it's a shame. They, you've, they got Christopher Eccleston, who's a fantastic actor. Um, and they, they waste him in this just, like, crappy story. They haven't found out that Chris Hemsworth is hilarious um, yet. <laughs> and so they make him really, like, archaic and very, like, despian. And it just, just doesn't work. Thor is just atrocious. Apart from Loki. Oh. Apart from that, that one scene where he's like, coffee, this is great, and smashes it on the ground. Like... <laughs> It just sort of is there, and I, I mean, I'm not a fan of Natalie Portman at all, and I don't like the fact that she's in the MCU or coming back to the MCU. So yeah, I don't, I really just don't didn't get it, and I I found the CGI of Captain America so poor, and so cringy, and so over the top, and so kind of naughty's cheesy. It fitted with the the Fox early naughty's cinematic universe more than the mcu and i didn't like i didn't like the first captain america it took me ages to watch it again after i first saw it and then iron man 3 the mandarin reveal is just pants <laughs> all very matter of fact all very, <laughs> all very to the point yeah. I, I think uh fair enough i can agree with a lot of your reasons there uh, I mean, I concur with you on a number of things there. So yeah, Thor The Dark World, awful, absolutely awful film, just two-dimensional, silent villain, you know, just, I can't even remember that much about what goes on in it because it's just so, it's so bad. It's just so bad. Ant-Man and the Wasp for me 
it's it's less that it's a bad film. It's more that for me it was just utterly forgettable. It's kind of similar to the Incredible Hulk uh, in terms of it's it's a link to another film. The main thing is the after credit scene where Ant Man enters the quantum realm. That's that that's the working kind of function of the film. It was there so that that could then help things in between Infinity War and Endgame. That's Did it like that they introduced the Wasp. I mean that was one of the redeeming factors that was one of the redeeming qualities of the film but two-dimensional villain again this is an issue with a lot of marvel films but like just really two-dimensional villain just pretty forgettable bland maybe i shouldn't put it so low um (laughs) ironically for me iron man 3 the ma uh the mandarin i almost said the mandalorian there the mandarin (laughs) uh, (laughs) the mandarin twist was actually one of the few things that i liked about iron man 3 just because i didn't expect it um but the rest of the film, it went too far science fictiony for me. And yeah, it had some cool elements. I liked it when he was kind of like going to like the kind of hardware shop to kind of pick up stuff and do his like all his different weapons and stuff like that. Like that was relatively cool, but pretty rubbish. And then Captain Marvel for me, again, it was one of these, it was kind of like an episode. It kind of like Ant-Man and the Wasp where it's like, we've got to move the plot forward. So here's someone, here's Captain Marvel. But again, Captain Marvel, he wasn't like a, an overtly kind of bad film. I just didn't really connect with it. I thought it was just a bit bit bland. It was fine. Like it was... It's got the same teething issues as um, Thor does. Yeah. That, that she so. hasn't found her personality yet. And that, that really yes. suffers really sucks. yeah okay so relatively uncontroversial thus far uh shall we do the next five yes okay i'll go at number 18 i have iron man 2 same <laughs> oh, oh, oh okay look at that Some um agree. 17 i have captain marvel this is where it might get controversial for you for people 16 i have guardians 2 okay 15 i have ant-man and the wasp and at 14 i have the age of ultron Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, could be worse. Could be worse. Yeah. Um, I personally, yeah, Iron Man 2 at 18. 17, I have Captain America, the first Avenger. 16, I have Thor. 15, Ant Man. And 14, Doctor Strange. Okay. Do you want to unpack yours? All right. So, I mean, Iron Man 2 is self explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, I don't even know what to say. Uh, um it's a bit of a bumpy ride. Mm. Um I mean I like like the whole like you know, this is where he's learning to do like faster suits and like re upgrading himself and he's a bit like on the loose because of his um he was dying and all that kind of stuff. So I, but Whiplash just wasn't good enough. It was just a bit meh. Um, and you know, and they've tried to retcon it like, oh, that's Peter Parker in the helmet at the very end of the little kid, and they tried to make it more interconnected than it actually was, and it just doesn't just doesn't work for me. Um, yeah, Captain Marvel. There's so much missing from that film. They make Captain Marvel so personalityless, and I get this might be a setup to bigger things like a se- like the secret invasion, which everyone is hoping is Phase Five which they're kind of setting up from far from home. But it's too much like a setup and not enough like an origin story. And I really think that struggles. Guardians 2. I mean, Baby Groot is great. <laughs> Doing it before Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was the, the OG. But I, I just think that in the end, there's nothing really happens. Like the story itself is just sort of there and just sort of disappears. And it's almost like a blip that they don't really notice they'll ever talk about again. It's like, I don't think it was hugely influential as a film apart from baby group. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, aside from that, like you barely notice the film even happens. Ant-Man the Wasp, it does suffer. It's the film in between Infinity War and Endgame. Mm -hmm. It was always going to suffer because of that. It's a real shame. You know, Ant-Man, I love Ant-Man. I think he's really good. And I think Paul Rudd does a great job. Um, I think the Wasp is, was, you know, that, that that kind of dynamic was interesting. Yeah, the ghost was a bit of a letdown. And like, where was the ghost in like Endgame and stuff like that? You know, I think they could have brought her back in again. Mm. Um, but it was just a bit too... Yeah, it just... It, it suffered because it was the, fil- the film in between the, the most epic two-parter that's ever been made. So it does suffer. And then Age of Ultron, I think really suffers because i just don't think ultron was big enough you know something about ultron was a bit of a letdown for me i don't quite know what it was i also did not like quicksilver i mean i much prefer the x-men quicksilver version And, you know, obviously, I there, yeah. and because Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are meant to be, it's Quicksilver especially, they're meant to be Magneto's children and all those different things. Like, like I am a huge, huge Magneto fan. 
um, I know another villain I idolize. Great. Um, <laughs> like, but, but, you know, I, I love Magneto. I think he's an incredible villain, an incredible character with, a you know, a real depth of history and backstory and i think they brought them in and then got rid of quick i just i just didn't like what they did with those characters yeah there were some good scenes but there's something about it that just doesn't doesn't work it just it's not the the avengers film i would watch okay i have to disagree on that one um, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough okay so yeah 18 for me iron man 2 i agree with your diagnosis it's not that bad of a film you know whiplash like you say was kind of underdeveloped for some reason they they there's this whole weird thing with him and Rhodey with like shooting the beam at each other and then sending out like the shock wave and that's like the climax and the middle of the film that's like kind of what's foreshadowed for the big end is oh if we shoot them shoot the the beams at each other then boom and there you go that's the big like <laughs> that's the climax and I just kind of was severely underwhelmed by that 17 for me captain america the first avenger i do you know what when this first came out I, I, it has a special place in my heart this film just because i like captain america as a character i like what he kind of stands for and um it was just cool to see him become like come onto the screen but and also uh red skull uh hugo weaving very good but it lacks like you say the, the cgi small small steve rogers not really feeling it the 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 montage of them going around kind of in world war ii was a montage in the trailers and it was a montage in the film it's like no no no, can we actually see some proper (laughs) never mind uh 16 for me higher than that actually is thor and surprising yeah for me again it was the novelty it was thor is now a film and i got really kind of interested back then in like chris hemsworth's like workout routine because he was so jacked and i like (laughs) i just thought it was really cool the whole concept of having a film of it now but right it's not that great of a film and then yeah 15 ant-man ant-man's pretty good i i'm I'm shocked by that one to be honest really I mean, Ant-Man's pretty good. I think this is now we're getting into, like with Pixar rankings, we're getting now into good, better, best, as opposed to because it's 15, it's it's bad. I don't don't think Ant-Man's a bad film by any means. In fact, it pleasantly surprised me. I thought a little guy trying to like fight and do stuff, that's going to be lame. But I think they they worked their way around that, the kind of the choreography really well. I thought it was a good film. 14 for me, Doctor Strange. I like Benedict Cumberbatch. And he was very good. Tilda Swinton was very good. The visual effects were kind of cool. I thought the ending just didn't do it for me with Doctor Strange, the whole Dormammu, um, you know, repeated thing. I thought it was a bit of a, my favourite word, it was a bit of a gimmick. It was just kind of like, oh, that's the climax. It's kind of like a little <laughs> trick. It's like, uh. but anyway, so there you go. Uh, still steering relatively clear of controversy. I mean, I think, you... I think I think Ant-Man's the controversial one in this. Yeah. So. I for Age of Ultron from you. We'll discuss it when I when I place it. But I, I think it's <laughs> severely underrated. Okay, next five. Okay, this is. I think we might get to controversial territory here. Thirteen is um, Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. So we're pretty similar on that one. Pretty similar, sir. So. <laughs> this is where I think you're gonna hate me. Twelve is Winter Soldier. No. <laughs> no, you're joking. <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> 11 is Black Panther. Um, 10 is Spider-Man Homecoming. And 9 is Civil War. <sighs> well, uh, <laughs> uh, that's just obscene. I did uh, say this is another controversial yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right, we're going to have a, a strong discussion, of, a strong <laughs> word about that one. Um, but then you might also have with me. So from 13, for me, 13, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. 12, Black Panther. Oh! Oh. Who cares too much about the critics now? Oh. <laughs> Eleven, Spider-Man: Far From Home. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, where am I? Ten, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Okay, and this this is going to be probably the most controversial thing in the entire thing. So just brace yourself. <laughs> Nine, Infinity War. I'm out. <laughs> no, I'm out. No, I'm out. You got, you, is that a joke? No, I'm not even joking. What? I'm joking. Look, what? I'm, I'm trying to be true to myself. Be true to how I felt walking out the cinema. You know, just like you want. What? Me to... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By, by being reasonable, be true to yourself. Not be like 
We'll oh, discuss it. We'll wow. discuss it. I, man, hey, controversy. It's on your controversy, okay? Because My that's, controversy. That's Sorry, that's, that's, that's insignificant in the comparison to your controversy. Okay. Too. Well, you started, so you unpacked it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, what was it? Doctor Strange was the first one, right? Um, yeah. Very similar to yours. Like, we're, yeah. we're, one, we're one mark off on that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, Benedict is a great actor and he holds films really well. Dramamu just wasn't big enough. <laughs> it's Cameron's main complaint about villains. They just weren't big enough, you know? I want a proper villain. I, <laughs> I want a proper villain. And he wasn't a proper villain. And, you know, from a different dimensional plane and uh, oh, all this stuff. And I think, yeah, it just wasn't It wasn't enough. It wasn't big enough. I mean, I like that they had a, a hero that was arrogant and self-centered and mean and things like that. And, like, they had a really flawed villain. Um, villain? Hero. <laughs> um, <laughs> the vill- villain is just on the mind. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I also think that Strange becomes the Sorcerer Supreme too quickly. Okay, yeah, you know, I, no, that's I, a think, fair I think they yeah. really rush his training, really rush what he does without enough development. So that's why it's down there. Winter Soldier for me, for me, it's actually quite an unforgettable film. Wait, unforgettable or forgettable? Forgettable. I don't. Is it Zola? Is the villain? Who's the villain in? Uh, in Winter Soldier, there's there's a number of villains. Obviously, there's which is, Bucky, which, but... is, which is a problem, by the way. No, it's not. Yes, but anyway. it is. Um. You, you, yeah, but Bucky's not really a villain. Like, let's be real. Like, no. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. The main, the main villain. I can't even remember his name now, which is really bad, given how highly I rank this film. But um, was the the friends with Nick Fury, the old guy. Yes. Yeah, and Zola um, obviously was the, the Zola, kind of the twist villain. The computerized villain. I just thought yeah. that was that was stupid. No. It wasn't. Um, I didn't like Zola as a computer. I thought that was just a gimmick. <laughs> there we go. Using your wood to get. Don't you. you dare. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I I generally thought Zola was just a bit of a gimmick. I was like, come on, he's got more he's got more villains than just the same people over and over and over again. It just it just didn't it just didn't it did nothing for me. The number eleven. What did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. It was just it was just there. The 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 fighting was good. That was the Russo's first attempt, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. I mean the 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 choreography and like the staging was good, but like I don't know, it's just yeah. I could take or leave it for me. I think I think I even forgot at one point I didn't own the DVD. I was like, oh, I've got all the MCU films. Oh wait, I'm missing. Oh yeah, I'm missing Winter Soldier. Like I forgot it's even part of the MCU. It's totally. that that unimportant to me. Um, but it's it mean it's it made it to to twelve, so it's not too bad. Top half ish. Not quite. Not even quite. top half. Oh, uh, bottom half. The top <laughs> half. Top of the bottom half. So wow, like... that's a, a mighty <laughs> consolation prize right there. <laughs> Eleven is Black Panther, yeah. Um, Black Panther was good and fun, and like I like Wakanda, but what I think I disliked most about this film was they killed off Andy Serkis's villain, who was fantastic. Mm. Like his his character development and his performance was immense, and he should have just been the villain of that whole film and set up Killmonger for for film two. Um, frankly, I really think Circus deserved way more than he got. He was a way better villain than just being kind of capped off at that random point. So I really disagree with him there. Killmonger was great. Obviously, the villains in this film was actually really strong. It's one of the the, the few times a standalone Marvel film has had good villains. Mm. Um, and really, like, first grade and not just, like, punts people. They just kill off in, you know, a matter of seconds. And so I really liked that. And the ending was really kind of interesting. But just the, just the, the journey, because of the kind of like Killmonger coming through and everything, it just felt a bit bit mismatched and a bit less of a development. Mm. Um and this might be controversial. I didn't like um Martin Freeman's inclusion in this movie. I wasn't crazy about it either to be fair. Well I don't think he should do that kind of American accent. Doesn't <laughs> does, doesn't suit him, frankly. No. And I, I just felt that he was brought in to be the the white man's face of the film when it wasn't necessary. And I thought I thought he I, I, I genuinely and this is surprised me. I thought he kind of dragged the film down a little bit, especially being in Wakanda and using the ships and everything. It just didn't it didn't really flow with me. And be, so because of that, it's so low. Okay. Um, Homecoming. I mean, Homecoming. I love Tom Holland as Spider Man. I loved the whole like handheld cam like diary of yeah. and stuff. And it it makes top ten because the twist the twist that the vulture is his girlfriend's father was huge like i didn't see it coming in the cinema and i was like what oh, 
like I, I was blown away by that twist I really loved it and and even just like his relationship with Iron Man and that time where he's like tells him off he's like you're not even here and then he comes out of the suit and you're like oh man like that that real kind of like father son relationship is really good and really kind of what the film needed and I really really enjoyed it so that's why it's top 10 because I, I really did love I love the Spider-Man at the moment um, and Spider-Man's not my favourite hero. Like, he's he's low down on my favourite heroes. But he's a lot Tom, of people's favourite, though. He's, uh, he's, like he's from, like, comic of, times. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people really love Spider-Man. And it never really gelled with me. Like, I watched the, the, the animated show as a kid. But I really... Tobey Maguire did some real damage to me. I loved the Tobey Maguire ones when I was younger. Um, I, I saw the Army, but on reflection, they did some real damage to me. Yeah. <laughs> and... The Amazing Spider-Man films did worse because of they were trying to so much trying to set up their own like universe. It really hurt, um, and they wasted their films. But yeah, Tom Holland's a fantastic performance, and the Vulture was great, Michael Keaton. And then finally, Civil War. I mean, Civil War is a, an amazing, huge movie, and I mean, I'm Team Iron Man. I always have been, uh, which you will see later on. And the whole thing is just watching it escalate. And like Bucky and um, the Falcons friendship and the like bromance is so cute and so funny and just everything involved and just the build up to the airplane, the, the airport fight, the sadness of how it ends and everything and the, the breakdown of the Avengers is heartbreaking and big and powerful and just huge. And the oh. fact that they got they brought Spider-Man in was just a, like the huge thing. By the way, I'm going to my wife uh, when we watched we watched civil war and she hadn't seen the film so we watched it on dvd before the release of infinity war in the cinema and she made me pause the film in the airport airport fight to have a rant about how she didn't know that spider-man was marvel she is also the one who's going to edit this podcast so that might not make it into the final (laughs) i know i know i get it that she knows she saw the uh, spider-man movies and they weren't marvel and so she didn't she didn't make the connection but like He's always been part of Marvel. He's the poster boy of Marvel. In the comic books, he's he turns the tide in Civil War and Civil War Two. Like he's the one that makes the balance. Admittedly, they haven't done Civil War as on the scale of the comics, but like, you know, he is hugely influential on the story. And like bringing him in at this point was just massive. Obviously, the attack on Rhodes on Rhodey by Vision accidentally and all that kind of relationship change and everything is just just big and just huge and. It is a really good big film. I really enjoyed it. Though I Fair do enough. think I do think is it Crossbones is in that one at the beginning. Yeah, so uh, he's also originates from Winter Soldier. Yeah, I just they make him like second grade. I'm like he's meant yeah. to be really like powerful and dangerous, and now they just kick him off. I like, forget that. All right, now onto your like damning controversy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just, so we start at is it thirteen? Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy two. Um, Interesting concept, the idea of this kind of like godlike figure as a father. Kurt Russell, wasn't it, as well, uh, playing him. But like you say, nothing really happens. They just go to the planet and then chill out and then fight. And it, there's no kind of sense of journey. There's no kind of sense of, you know, proper kind of story, a story pushing them along. So yeah. it's all right. Pretty interesting, but um, and funny, as always, with Guardians films. But yeah. 12, Black Panther, as you noted, similar. I wanted to like Black Panther so much. And the critics love Black Panther. I, I went into it and I, I was watching the trailers and I was just like, oh, this could be such a cool move for Marvel. It looks so good. It looks like kind of like the Lion King, but but for superheroes. <laughs> it just and I was so hyped for it. And I watched it and I was like, that was a pretty good film. But it just didn't meet the expectations that I had for it. Uh, and then I rewatched it and actually enjoyed it more the second time because I guess I probably had lower expectations. There are many great things about it. Like you say, better villains, although like you say, Andy Serkis' character is kind of cut short. But yeah, it's all right. It's pretty good. But... It's, it's the only Oscar winner, isn't it, in the MCU? I, probably. I, I, yeah, I don't know off the top of my head, but you're probably right. Number 11, Spider-Man Far From Home. I'm sorry that this is so low. I know that you really like this film. I really, really liked the kind of teen romance element of this film. I don't know, make me feel like it made me feel like a teenager again. Uh, mm-hmm. And the whole, oh, who's going to sit next to who? And oh, jealous of the guy who's taller and better looking. And, you know, I, I enjoyed that dynamic. I enjoyed Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. I I saw the twist coming like a million miles away. So like when it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, OK. Yeah, that's going to happen. So it didn't quite have that kind of like weight to me. And I felt like there was just it was a 
bit too much of it kind of like in a man of steel way it was a bit too much of like a cgi fest at the end like with the drones i felt like there was a bit yeah too much visually going on there but it's a good i mean look the 11th it's a very good film nonetheless number 10 avengers age of ultron there you go top 10 it makes it for me the film and this is unique to me well not Mm -hmm. unique to me but unique to me compared to you it's really quite philosophical (laughs) it's it's you know about the implications of artificial intelligence not that i mean you're interested in these things too particularly as it relates to artificial intelligence but this idea of mind embodied mind this idea of what that could do if it developed kind of pernicious goals uh mm. motivations and it's it's a it's a slower one it's a bit more of a bleak one it's a bit more kind of meditative but i really enjoyed that and i i really enjoyed some of the concepts that they were playing with I don't think it's it's like an incredible film, but I, I just I think it's underrated and I, I did quite enjoy it. Now number nine. <laughs> let's let's see. I mean I'm interested Look, how you can defend this. Number nine, that's within the top ten. Okay, it's not like that bad of a placing. Don't try and Here's... backpedal now. <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay, let's start with what I like. Infinity War for me, like with the original Avengers, there's something about the novelty of the characters that are coming together in Infinity War that was exciting. Having the Guardians of the Galaxy come in, properly seeing Thanos for the first time. uh, There's just that novelty of all those familiar faces coming onto the screen at the same time and being joined in one singular mission that I sincerely, I really enjoyed. I also think that this film, it balanced all of the different storylines and the the pairings up and all of that very well. And it had this great sense of kind of like odyssey, this sense of, okay, now we've got to go here to do this. You've got to go there to do that. And everyone tied together by the same mission of making sure that Thanos doesn't get the infinity stones. And 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 that worked and I was watching it and I was watching it and I was like, this is making me feel like a child again. It, it was a bit long. It does sag a tiny bit, but like, but that's a minor thing. I was really, you know, enjoying it. And then the ending happened. And for a lot of people, the ending is what's the selling point about Infinity War. It's the it's the shock. It's the it's the the gravitas of what happens. It's this idea that the villain wins yeah, in a kind of almost kind of Dark Knight-esque way where it's kind of like, wow, I'm, I wasn't expecting that. And this makes the villain even better than like I thought. And what are they going to do? And this, this whole, this sense of, you know, despair, this sense of loss, that for people was something quite exciting. But, but for me, it just deflated the whole thing. I, I feel like they, it could have been him getting the Infinity Stones and that was the end. And I would have thought about this film completely differently. Or it could have been him snapping and then that was the end. And I would have thought about this film completely differently. But the fact that they then turn off the music and they have everyone turning to dust, I just suddenly was completely just... Sh- I, I shot out of the film. I was, I'd been engrossed in it. I shot out of the film and I was like, yeah, but they're not gone. Oh, that's the end. Oh, they... What? Like... It just like it just deflated everything for me. I just I was just like, well, of course, Black Panther's not gone. Of course, like, you know, uh, like they just made over a billion, you know, dollars uh, uh, like out of his film. Like, like what? Oh, okay, so they're gonna have to reverse that now or something in the next film. Okay, if it if it wouldn't have done that, it would have been way higher on my list. But for me, the ending ruins it. So, have I lost your friendship? Let me say, I might just need a moment. Yeah. <laughs> just collect yourself. Just <laughs> I just I just find that shocking because <laughs> everything you said is like reasons why it should be number one. <laughs> like everything was like this is amazing. This has been childhood. This is like huge, impactful. Blah 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 blah. blah. But I didn't like the best ending in the MCU. Well, no, that's like, maybe maybe it should be a little higher. Okay, maybe I should, maybe we can do a revised list. But but still, for me, I still the ending just maybe you can talk about why you love the ending when you place it. But I just I could I can't understand that reaction to that ending. It just doesn't make sense in my brain that that is how people react 
to the ending of just like that is rubbish I'm like no it's powerful it's impactful it's it's shocking and and, and people just, i don't i don't get how that can be the reaction to such an ending of a film that is built up to such a way it just it, blo- it baffles me frankly well you can talk more about that bafflement <laughs> i presume when we get to the top three but we'll see <laughs> we'll see wow that is all right shocking right okay let's let's delve more into controversial territory give me your next final five note. final five right so uh, at number eight i have um spider-man far from home okay Ooh, okay yeah um at number seven i have ant-man okay holy moly wow yeah. number six i have ragnarok uh five i have gardens of the galaxy and four i have the avengers Wow. Okay. So, so, so here we're looking at some kind of similar, similar stuff going on here. Okay. Uh. Well. So, so number eight for me is actually Homecoming. Number seven, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh. Number six, Ragnarok. So we're identical on that one. Number five, Iron Man. Okay. And number four, Civil War. Okay. Talk to me about your five. I mean, we know I liked Far From Home. Um, they did Mysterio so well Mm. and the way that they portrayed the whole thing about you know his basically augmented reality was just so so well done and so clever Um, and they just they just did it right he was always a special effects trickster and they that's what they did they didn't make it anything else and i was really worried especially in the trailer when he talked about being from like a parallel universe i was really worried they're going to make they were going to like make him a parallel universe but they didn't yeah. He was a disgruntled Stark Industries employee who invented Barf, and it just worked. And yes, it was a little bit of a CGI romp at the end, and I get that point. And I'm I'm normally very against that myself. I'm very anti CGI as a film person. But the performance was just great. The ending where he releases that the fake video about Spider Man killing him and all that kind of and reveal who he was and what's mm. gonna happen is just huge. And I need to know like the suspense. But, you know, they've, they've done this and they've got a Spider-Man to where he is. They've got Spider-Man to being with MJ, to swinging around New York City, you know, but they've got him to the pinnacle of Spider-Man. You know, they've done that and they've done this great journey and dealing with the loss of Iron Man, allowing us all to grieve with the MCU over the loss of Tony Stark. Yeah, I just I just thought it marred really well. The humor was really good. And just they just nailed Mysterio. Come on. Properly nailed it. And I just love but they did it oh it makes my heart because things like the mandarin and other things they've they've messed up villains so much before but this time they got they just got it right heart diggity dog they got it right and i really enjoy that i mean eighth is a very good place to be fair it so, is uh, yeah, it is, yeah. Um, seven ant-man i really that like so high. i really like ant-man i think paul rudd does so such a good job the film had such a different vibe the music they, he's got his friend who does all the the fast dialogues and the funny talking and great. the way the way they did the setup you know when they especially when ant-man and yellow jacket were like fighting on the train set and he was like ah and it's like a, <laughs> a little thomas Hank engine just like falls over you know yeah. but at the time it seems huge and like the playing with um visual perspectives and dimensions and stuff like that was so good and so clever and so smart yeah i just i just loved that sort of kind of really light feel kind of the heist feel the real funniness to it that wasn't cgi for cgi's sake that was cgi to really enhance the story and it really really works i just would really love and it's so much it must be so difficult to to think to visualize and to create fights that you go from big to little and how the environment changes and your perception of the environment and how you use the environment all really changes and that sort of like ingenuity I, it just was just it's just fantastic and it works really well. Um, a and lot I just, of passion here. A lot of I just, passion here. <laughs> I, just, I, I genuinely think Ant-Man is really underrated. And I think Paul Rudd, especially, the guys are 15. He looks, like, he looks in his 20s. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I just think he, he really sells it. You know, he is like, he's like our little fanboy, you know. With the people, if we were in the world today, we'd be like, oh, yay, Avengers, woo! And he's and he even says in the film, why don't you just call the Avengers? You know, he is, <laughs> he is the audience of the mcu and i really love that i really connect with him in there that's what i would be like if i was a superhero <laughs> um ragnarok in sixth i mean ragnarok is great really they finally create a good um a thor film no they they really embrace chris hemsworth and really 
understand of adapting the character to fit the actor and and how that makes it work and i just the the storyline's a bit wishy-washy at times i think hello is a hello she's very much a typical second class mcu villain so it does let it down a little bit like that but i just love the the character development for thor what it does for asgard loki and all that kind of stuff i love the extension of the world that they've created and how they've adapted thor to the actors and to to really modernize him obviously the the famous friend from work line is really funny this is it's just a really fun good solid film and it's just really good to see a really proper development of a character which i think is really really worth it in the end that's my thoughts on american rock um guardians of the galaxy i mean what a blow away film that was from a, an obscure evidence that marvel will sell you anything kind of concept <laughs> and it just works you know it just yeah. totally works the funky music the you know they created a whole universe outside of humans that exist at the same time and it's just so like lighthearted chris pratt breakout sensation of that film mm-hmm. grew i love rocket raccoon gamora obviously she's on the list you know just 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 the whole feel and aesthetic and the the playing of the film and it's the whole different it a, a whole different look and feel and vibe of every other mcu film it was just it was a it was a sensation and i really did like you know this is when they introduced the the stones for the first time and i mean yeah the the villains motors were a bit wishy-washy but they really did i think they really did build up to something big admittedly the dance off was a bit more <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit cringy but you know it, it's all a good laugh and it, it didn't take the film didn't take itself seriously and i really like that and the sacrifice of grew at the end is just beautiful and i love they had fun with it and I, I really like films that have fun with themselves and finally avengers at four i mean it barely makes it barely just just out of the side of the top three but this is the the, the og mashup film that blew us away you know I just remember just can't believe this was happening and it was just so fun and Loki was such an incredible villain and seeing them all start off so fresh and young faced was good. It's just that's just a great film in general. Mm. There's not not much else to say about that. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean you're gonna get a lot of agreement from me here on 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 these um eight already what you said about Spider Man Homecoming, phenomenal twist. Uh, love Michael Keaton, love the Vulture. Had that kind of again that teen kind of like feel to it that was really quite uh, fresh, fun. Not much more to say about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven, Guardians of the Galaxy. Again, I think you summed it up brilliantly. I just the music, the the jokes, the the freshness of it, the 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 kind of the whole dynamic of all the different characters, all the different personalities, escaping from the prison, everything. I, I just it was a really really fun, really well put together film uh, that was just you know entertaining, raw, just kind of entertainment. The, the letdown was the villain and the uh, the dance off was, like you say, a bit cringy. But I mean, these are minor things. Number six, again, we have their joint Thor Ragnarok. I loved and love Thor Ragnarok. I've watched it, I think, two or three times. And every time it's just so entertaining. It's so funny and just so there's so much kind of joy in it. There's this kind of thing of like knowing it being almost a compliment to say that a film knows what it is and just properly kind of leans into that. And it knew what it was. It was just comedy, great action, entertainment, fun characters. And I just, I thought it was just delightful. The whole thing. The only thing, again, like you say, hella bit two dimensional, but ah, well, like I just, (laughs) it was still great as far as i'm concerned number five for me iron man top five i was i was thinking about putting it higher to be fair it's it's the one that kicked it all off i watched it a lot growing up came out in 2008 it has great messages about terrorism about foreign policy but it's not too overtly political Iron Man as a character is just so developed. You see him change. He still remain, retains, obviously, some of his arrogance, but you see him kind of realise the effects of, of his life and what he does and his family's legacy, and he attempts to change that. And I just, it was just, well, as I'm sure you're going to say when you discuss it in your your top three, <laughs> as, an, as an origin story, it's almost unparalleled. It's so good. And then number four for me, Captain America Civil War. I loved the weight of this film. I loved, yeah, like you say, the slightly darker element. I loved that they introduced Spider-Man. I loved 
this yeah this idea of them kind of falling out uh i i just i just really loved the the feel of the whole film it was a mature film it didn't it it's kind of almost like the opposite of ragnarok it kind of had this weight to it and i really enjoyed that uh and i thought it was actually visually really quite pleasant because there wasn't too much cgi a lot of it was just raw kind of like hand-to-hand combat and I, i really kind of delighted in that for me the issue with Civil War, yeah, I can't believe I'm talking about. It's actually quite a big issue. Maybe it shouldn't be this high, um, <laughs> <laughs> but but the issue with Civil War for me, I, I I liked the twist that it was Bucky who killed Iron Man's parents. It was sort of a twist. I maybe sort of felt like, oh, maybe it's it was coming, but I liked that. I don't like that that was the like the fulcrum on which everything kind of like turned that then caused Iron Man to properly then start fighting. I feel like. I know that that would have been very emotional, but he could have just been like, wait, but he was under, you know, he was brainwashed then, right? So he didn't mean to do it. And I'm still very angry, but I recognize that the current person here is different to that person. So cool. I'll just cool off. Let me just cool off. And that could have been... That's quite a sedated reaction to finding out that this is the person who killed your parents when you yeah, were a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know. And, and as you know, but I still reckon that, or at least he would have snapped out of it. He would have been like, I, I just feel like they could have made the, the crux of it like not as flawed. But apart from that, great film. Ah, oh, that should be lower. <laughs> Darn it. Anyway. <laughs> Right, let's move on to top three. This is going to be the the height, the apex of the controversy. So you go ahead, and then I'll go ahead, and then you can scream at me. So. All right, you know I can't remember. I don't even know what's missing. Right, so my top three is third is Iron Man. Solid. Uh, number two is Endgame. Yep. And number one is Infinity War. Okay, so I got your one and two. Yeah, you did. Okay. Oh man, I feel bad about it. <laughs> okay. No, I shouldn't. Okay. Subjective art. Right. Number three for me is The Avengers. Uh-huh. Solid, yeah. yeah. I like it. Number two is Endgame. Okay. Meaning that number one is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Where did I have that down? <laughs> you had it in twelfth, was it? Okay, talk to me about your less controversial top three, because I feel like plenty of people would have a similar top three to yours. Uh, I think I think both of us are semi non-controversial. I think. Okay. I, I mean, Iron Man is where it all starts, you know. Yeah. The 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 pinnacle of the MCU was pinning all the hopes on John Favreau's vision for Robert Downey Jr. and it works. RDJ is born to play Tony Stark. There is no one else I can ever see in this role. Like he is just the character. He is just, and he and he he's had the personal redemption story himself, and he brings that through to his performance. You know the whole kind of the arrogance, but the genius hidden behind it that he does in the cave. Just you know bringing himself in and inventing the iron suit and all that kind of stuff, and just Obadiah Stane's like obsession with new weapons and stuff like that, and trying to be the next big thing. It's it's just a an amazingly well-rounded film you know and it's it's probably as a comic book story an unparalleled origin story and it's just everything is it fits together so perfectly and i think they you know having the iron monger as their first villain was pretty different an interesting choice but a really solid one and i think you know he has probably some of like probably one of the better second grade marvel villains that there mm-hmm. is it's the very first mm-hmm. one you know and yeah i just i just really loved that story and, and that's where it all starts for me and i think you can't you got you gotta you gotta love what gave you everything and that's what gave us everything that's where it began and i just love the fact that that's where it began and it just fits perfectly end game i mean what a finale to <laughs> these films aside from the glaringly difficult to understand and paradoxical time travel situation they find themselves in but if you go into the past that past then becomes your future and <laughs> yeah aside, aside aside from all that craziness the, the last hour the battle and the end is just what an experience you know i mean for us especially we had such an adventure with that film <laughs> In, in the Norwegian Odeon. <laughs> um, the incredible moments with Captain America. The 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 on your left return. Oh what a spine-tingly moment. I I I feel the reason this actually didn't get top place was because of Thanos. 
I thought the way that the Thanos character developed... First of all, I don't like how they began the film in terms of they just killed him. I'm not sure I, I would agree with how that would have been done or how it was done. And I, I thought that the way that they then just did the, the battle basically again from Infinity War was just a bit iffy. But just the, the whole fight sequence was just incredible and just powerful. And seeing some characters, Captain Emilio was just what a moment what mm. a moment that was you know people screamed in the cinema when we were, that happened yeah. and it was just it was such an experience to behold and i loved it and then it got a second i was actually considering dropping it but i was talking to ashley about it and i am iron man i can't even <laughs> i can't i like i come really close to crying when i watch that happen i'm because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm such team iron man yeah. i want i wanted captain america to die instead of iron man in this film by the way in my prediction, I, um, Captain America would have sacrificed himself. I don't think Iron Man should have, but it's such a beautiful redemption arc for Iron Man. It's such a journey for him. The you know bringing in Morgan Morgan Stark and her like beautiful like lovely three thousand thing. The funeral at the end is such a tearjerker. Oh, the conclusion of Iron Man's story it breaks my heart mm. and it's so beautiful and it's so well done and yeah it has to it has to be. It had to be up in the top three because of that, because of that like last hour of that film alone. And then Infinity War. Infinity War is top because the exact same reasons that you gave, Paul. No, be quiet. Because, because it's just this huge culmination of, you know, all our favorite heroes coming together to do this imperative thing and stop Thanos from getting the stones. Everyone comes together. You know, the whole idea that Vision has to sacrifice his life, the, you know, the whole kind of... And just the way that, you know, they play the stones, you know, the iron spider suit, Earth is closed today, you know, he he wrecks Asgard, you know, to shreds. And, oh, it's just, there's so much. He fight he drops a moon on Iron Man, you know, and the fact that he, he stabs him and then leaves him for dead and just like, and he goes to Earth. And that moment, what, what I really loved is in the end when it's Scarlet Witch and, you know, she's trying to destroy Vision, which is heartbreaking. Imagine having to kill the, someone, the person you love. Holding back Thanos with that beam at the same time. And then he explodes. And I don't know if anyone else... I was like, they did it. They did it. They beat him. And then he just uses the time stone to turn back time and reconstruct Vision. I was like, of course. He had the time stone. Of course. Why? Oh, that moment of when you realize with the characters the dread that he's about to win is just such an experience and then first of all like i said to you stormbreaker is unbelievably powerful weapon because it held back all the infinity stones and then the snap happens and you think what happened and then to slowly reach out to people as they start disappearing and just like the look of defeat on captain america's face as he realizes what's happened and just slowly as everyone you know all half our heroes just disappear and the uh, the spider-man moment where he's like i don't want to go you know and, and the fact that we know that because of the spider sense he can feel himself disintegrating you know he can feel that before everyone else can he can feel himself being erased from time is just such a moment it's such a a realization that for the first time our heroes have lost because before this the reason i call them second grade villains is um the black the obsidian order right which is like the the henchmen for thanos they're what would be the the basic villains on all the other mcu films right and so like they're defeated so easily because they've had all this experience defeating these second grade villains like the obsidian order are and then just to see thanos just come and destroy hulk and watch captain america literally like do everything he can to get beaten down and get back up and hold thanos's arm above his head like re-reach to stop him it's there's just such a sense of struggle and strife and momentum and just an unstoppable force driving through everything and seeing our heroes in such a sense of desperation am i am i boring (laughs) no i'm just overwhelmed by the passion i'm just i'm i'm (laughs) i I didn't realize it all meant so much to you (laughs) it's such such a well-written story it's just it's just such a good story and it has such emotive meaning to people who invested their lives and you know 10 plus years of our lives into this it's such a powerful combination and i remember literally i watched this with jared at midnight and i left the cinema with my head in my hands it's just like 
what is going to happen next? Like, I was blown away. It was like three in the morning. I was wide awake just going, I can't, <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I don't know how how we're going to get out of this. Yeah, I was I was, I was, was shocked. And that, is, that, that explanation alone, it's probably like five minutes I've been talking about this, is why it's... Get it all out. out. That's fine. That's, that's you why know, it's my number one film. Yeah. I, I feel like you've justified it. I think, like, <laughs> I feel like you've... Uh, you know, expressed what it means to you. Okay, right, let's see if I can build up a similar level of passion. <laughs> right. <laughs> Number three, we, I mean, I don't even really need to touch on this, but The Avengers, the the OG mashup film, as you called it. Just the sheer joy of being whatever, a 16-year-old or whatever I was there. Yeah, 16, on the screen, having all of these characters come together just for a big fight. And Loki wasn't the best villain, but like in that, he's good in other stuff. But like, but it was just the the novelty of it, the excitement of it, the the joy of it. And seeing them come together and not get along and then have to work things out. It was just I just loved it. I sat in the cinema and I enjoyed myself greatly. And I, I think that was one of the top, top cinema experiences for me going into the cinema and just being wowed by something. Number two, Endgame. I mean, again, it's, it's difficult to add to what you've already said. I loved Endgame. I absolutely loved Endgame. Yes, the time travel thing, I think that they should have just been like, we're going to do it, but they, they were trying to justify it as legit too much, and it wasn't legit. That's, <laughs> that's just one of the issues. It's like, just, just, just go ahead with it. It's fine, but don't then try and then try and justify and justify and justify it as if it's legit, because it's not. So... You know, that was my, one of my small qualms. The other small qualm was just, again, like like you say, I thought and I still believe that it should have been Captain America who sacrificed himself. Iron Man should have then, I think Pepper should have been pregnant and then the baby comes after the funeral um, and maybe even Iron Man takes something back to Peggy and they kind of share a moment of understanding that, you know, Cap's gone or something like that. But when I was in the cinema, uh, I didn't care. I was still emotional. And the fight, like you say, the big end fight, Captain holding Mjolnir, it made, it reminded me of the excitement surrounding the the novelty of the first Avengers. It made me feel like a teenager again. We were watching it in Norway. There's a whole other story on that. A fire alarm went off halfway through the film. Very important point of the film. But also being together for that and just the occasion of it. I just have so so many great memories of that film. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was a phenomenal finale. Now we come to Captain America Winter Soldier, and I must confess that I am I'm partially hesitant about this being top, but also partially not. It doesn't have the novelty of the Avengers. It doesn't have, you know, that teenage excitement of Endgame or Infinity War. Why I love this film is because it works as a film. Yes, it does rely on some references to other films, but it has this spy, espionage, undercover, twisting plot that centres around Black Widow and, and Captain America. You've got the relationship with Bucky. You've got these kind of political ideas around surveillance uh, around uh, warfare. This was one of the first films that, uh, for the Avengers at least, that introduced this kind of raw, crunching, hand-to-hand combat action and the the combat particularly between the Winter Soldier and Captain America, particularly the, the, the knife scene when he's kind of got the knife and he's throwing it around, is phenomenally choreographed. I, I just, it's a very mature uh, standalone film and I just thoroughly enjoyed it when I first watched it I was like oh, is this a Marvel movie like this it just has a different tone to the rest of them it ha- perhaps matched only by Iron Man I feel in terms of its political themes in terms of its kind of standaloneness but I think that it's brilliant and it's one that I I enjoy regardless of the fact that it's it's tied to the MCU yeah. and I feel like I've spoken way more passionately about like at least three other films on this list so <laughs> maybe it shouldn't be first and maybe this is me being influenced by like critic stuff but if so then black panther should be higher because the critics literally love black panther it for me it's a standout it's a standout in a unique way and depending on how i feel and what i feel like prioritizing so whether i feel like prioritizing nostalgia personal enjoyment when i was in the cinema if that's what i'm prioritizing then winter soldier might not be top but if i'm just thinking what's the best film in kind of like a overall broad sense i feel i feel pretty comfortable with winter soldier at the top okay that was that was exactly what I thought it would be. That was a very unconvinced kind of <laughs> Okay, go on then. No, I mean I th- 
we should have crescendoed with yours. We should have had you talking about Infinity War be the end. Like, I fe- <laughs> because that was like, <laughs> truly, like, passionate and invested and just, like... It's going to make yours seem really underfated now. Like, yeah. I've won the argument. <laughs> bit, bit, like the, uh, bit like the ending to uh, Infinity War. Wait. Uh, <laughs> you tried it. <laughs> so... I'm sure this will draw controversy and I'm sure that your list, listener, uh, will be very different to ours, um, though you will probably agree with us on certain things. We would love to see comments where you attempt to rank all 23 films and we will happily discuss those and maybe even do another podcast if you want to come on, because these are films that people have strong opinions about uh, and there are strong differing opinions about. And we would just love to lo- like know what you think. And also what you think about Alice and whether you think they were as controversial as we made out and who you agree with more. That's another big thing. I mean, if you like the more films, you'll agree with my list. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what people think. And please do let us know. Um, reach out to us. We're happy to discuss more. And there it is. There it is. Let's try and still stay friends. <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be fine. We've gotten through worse. That's everything. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you next time. What Captain America Winter Soldier has for me that's basically unique among the Marvel movies is that I've... Well, not... Okay, it's not. No, I'm wrong. Anyway, okay. Look, this is such a bad introduction to this film. (laughs) I had to snap at the end. I'm not sure if they heard it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes.